doing it? Does it tell us? Oh yeah. It's going. All right. What are you drinking? Ooh. What are you drinking? Strong like pop. I'm drinking this. Yes. Uh, um, strong brewed drip coffee from Seattle. It's delicious in this yeah mug. Strong like mug. Awesome. We have limited Not options great. here on the island for coffee. On the island. You, you are in the Pacific Northwest, which has a great history of coffee, of course. I'm I'm drinking insightful beans. Yes, it does. Wow, <gasps> let's see that. Ooh. Wait, how do I um I'm gonna full screen you. Solo layout. There we go. Insightful that's our coffee label. Make our own coffee. Oh, that's awful. Well, someone that's roasted awful. for us. Anyway, welcome uh, viewers here that's and fans so of ours. John is showing off, as always, the amazing, delicious, um, insightful beans, which you can get at cleaninsights.org slash beans. And uh, I wish I could do a uh, lower third. I will figure that out. But cleaninsights.org slash beans right byline byline that is it you'll find you'll find the link at the top of clean insights right. alfred unfortunately hide not it. drinking anything because i forgot we were doing this but carry your water bottle on. <laughs> i'm gonna make you know what we're gonna make some coffee after this call but um we're glad to have you on so um i'm drinking well, yeah what are you drinking mate well, it's in this nice compostable cup with a compostable lid, fully compostable. And um, this is a Americano, iced Americano with a little bit of whole milk from our local coffee shop, which I love to support. I've also, earlier I drank some, a, what I hope maybe is a future sponsor or partner of this podcast, <laughs> um, Cometeer, which is a Ooh. local Massachusetts innovative startup from Gloucester, Massachusetts, and they produce coffee in these um, flash frozen little pods and they deliver it to you in dry ice. And then you, you mix it with hot water or milk and it makes, it's like perfectly brewed and delicious. And on a hot summer day, it's the best way to make a quick cup of coffee. Anyhow, that's what we're drinking. Uh, thanks for joining <laughs> I'm going to turn the music down a little now and uh, introduce myself, Nathan Freitas, here with Guardian Project. I'm joined by my awesome summer intern, Alfred, who's being thrust into the uh, spotlight a little bit with, um, we're going to ask him some questions about this mysterious topic of our podcast today. I'll pass it over to you, Tiff. To introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Thanks uh, for being here, joining us. I'm Tiffany from Guardian Project, and this is our Clean Insights podcast. We've just started, and we hope to um, have these chats weekly or every other week, <laughs> same time. And um, we'll just be talking about Clean Insights conversations around what it is, what we're doing with this project, and um, who's a part of it. I, I do think we're going to call this what are you drinking because it's like are you drinking you know privacy respecting insightful beans or are you drinking some sort of you know off the shelf canned 
flavorless giant corporate analytics. What are you drinking? John, what do you think about that title for the show? I like it, but next episode is going to be evening and uh, I'll make a cocktail. That works too. Espresso martini. I'm not a fan. I, I have, I have the equipment. I have not made espresso booze from insightful beans yet, but one day. You know what I do in the afternoon if I need a little kick is a shot of espresso with tonic and lime. Huh. It's kind of a espresso and tonic, no alcohol. I never anyway. tried that. So we're here to talk about our Clean Insights project. And I'm going to, um, let's see if I can, how do I do this? I got it, everyone. Wait, no, I don't. Okay. I'm going to briefly turn to Alfred here and say, you actually were just asking me a second ago, what are cookies, right? Mm -hmm. And you're a technical user, technical person. Um, at, you're going into college, which is fantastic, um, in a technical field. And what is your impression of like when a website like asks to track you, you know, or asks about cookies and like, how does it make you feel? Do you think it's good or bad or like just what, how does the World Wide Web and like, make you feel in terms of your privacy or control? Well, when a website asks to track me, there's always this sense of, like, you always sort of question it, like, why are you going to track me? What data are you going to take? And how are you going to use it? And who is going to see sort of what I'm doing? Like, how it's distributed across the web and different aspects of that. And, um, well, I guess it's also a feeling of being secure that makes, like, someone, like, gravitate towards a website. No one wants like their private info out there to be exposed. So that's sort of it. That's good. Yeah. So those questions come up in your head. And you know, what's if you go to a typical website, what's really interesting, like I'm here on Google Docs and I have this track or tracking blocker. Uh, I have uBlock Origin. It says there's 146 <laughs> yeah. like tracking JavaScript things that I can block. That's wild. Um, it actually blocked 146 which is only 54% of the scripts. Now, what's interesting is the site continues to work without any problem. I can block all this stuff. There's so much unnecessary content on the web. Um, do you, is, are there like some sites or apps you trust more or less um, that, you know, just in the kind of apps you use in your life? Well, well, I'm like a, avid music listener. So Spotify, I trust a lot. I didn't know like their data they use is going to probably be for like the better my music, like for recommendations, stuff like yeah. that. So, so I trust that more, but maybe for uh, like social media websites, maybe not so much. Cause I don't know like how they use that data. Yeah. It is interesting, you know, like video, when I was a kid, video stores yeah. were basically not allowed because of privacy reasons to track what you were watching, right? Even if it would benefit you, even if they said, look, we're gonna record everything. You come in, we're gonna keep a record of everything so that we can customize and curate recommendations for you. Like Netflix has always really wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. And there were laws that said they couldn't do that. And then the government wanted them to do it so they could track live. They wanna they want go to a library and say, tell me all the books this person has checked out, right? Because it can tell a lot about you. And similarly, like with Spotify, right? They want to know which podcast you're listening to and how long and which albums and which songs. And part of it, they have to do 
to pay the artists. Mm -hmm. Part of it is for advertising. And then the last part is maybe for you. <laughs> but you think about music, right? It's like, oh, it knows when you're awake, when you're sleeping. When, exactly. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you exercising? Spotify knows a lot about you. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. So I'll pull back in the crew here. And, um, you know, a lot of the work we're doing with Clean Insights is it's a way to um, help a website or an app learn how, how good a job it's doing to um, serve their users. Is the app working? Are people frustrated? Are they doing it right? Is something broken? Um, but we try to do it without revealing all that extra information, right? Yeah. Like we want to know, like, is if we built it for Spotify, we'd say, okay, roughly like is, is Alfred, is he like listening to multiple albums a day? Is he, you know, roughly how many songs is he listening to? Is it, is his bandwidth good? Is the download, you know, are there any um, times where it stops playing a song because of streaming? Yeah. But we would do it in a way that wouldn't reveal what you're listening to when all of that, right? So Clean Insights, will, I, we think, could still give Spotify everything they need to make a good experience, but it wouldn't give them everything they need to know, like, your most intimate feelings. Exactly. So only <laughs> the necessary details. Exactly. So... Does that make sense, John, in my description there of what is Clean Insights? Yeah, if, we were, so. if you were pitching to Spotify, how would you pitch Clean Insights to Spotify? I, I'd say two things. Um, so two, two quick Spotify stories. The first one, and this is what I'll give them credit for. One of my favorite things that they do is the year-year wrapped. Have you, do, do you all get this? Yeah, yeah. I, I love it because it's one of those things where it's like, hey, listen, we did track how many times you listen to each song I, I would have liked to have seen that happen locally and not on a server um but i get my ranking among swifties and that's that's wonderful and anytime they can put data out that you benefit from that's really nice and it's also showing like hey this is something you shouldn't be uh as afraid of here we'll lay it out i'd like to see that be the case with all of the data instead of just some of it um, but that's a thing that I can feel pretty good about. I think if somebody's collecting data on you and they're not willing to show you what they've got, that should be a big red flag. Right? And I'm yeah, not talking about filing like a freedom of information request exactly, yeah. to Facebook to have them print everything out on a DVD that you've ever done. Um, they make that really hard to get. I'm talking about put it front and center. Um, Our goal is that like anyone who implements Clean Insights could have everything they measure be public. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's one thing I like that they do. However, when you're not sure what somebody's doing because they haven't committed to it, you end up with these creepy things. So um, quick straw poll here. Who thinks your phone is listening to you? I, uh, I have a sort of, not in the way most people think. But I know. And, and I find myself in the strange position of having like some pretty good knowledge of these systems and being like, okay, I don't think is and yet um it's a weird one that i've heard is um you know like live photos they're basically short videos yeah your, any app that gets access to your photos or videos can use the audio from your videos and then do analysis of the audio and then use that to target you an entirely new and frightening avenue <laughs> oh, wow yeah. Yeah. So I, I had sent in um whatsapp right a message to a friend of mine about a song I had not heard in years, but which used to be like very near and dear to my heart. And it showed up on my Discover Weekly on Monday of this week. Yeah. 
And, yeah, and, and were they listening? Like, were they, were they watching what I typed? Like, no, probably not. There's a lot of ways to get it, that recommendation. But when it's all opaque, it best case, even when they're not, it feels very uncomfortable, right? It's that one way mirror and you're like, what's behind it? So transparency mm -hmm. would be pretty cool. And, and I would like to see that. So that's one, Tiff, you had said we should think of top three things everyone should know. That's one, you know, having your data be transparent should be a goal of Clean Insight. Do you have a, do you have a number two, Tiff, that you can think of that you would want people to know about Clean Insights? Ooh. Something I really like about Clean Insights is um, the way that we've approached the implementations of Clean Insights. So I really love the way that we've tried to involve the user in the process of, of gathering whatever um, data points are going to be collected and really trying to make that process as <laughs> like minimizing the emotional friction and annoyance as much as possible. Because having just come back from Europe and like surfing any sort of website, you get all of the cookie requests, all of the GDPR um, consent questions all the time. And even if you like navigate from one site to another site, um, even within the same like same website, uh, <laughs> if you navigate to a new page, you may get the same requests again because of whatever they're using. And so it can be really frustrating and annoying. And also just like I start doing the ignore, ignore or XXX without really considering what um, I am or am T, not agreeing to. And so I really like, yes, the privacy fatigue for sure. So I really like the consentful um, UX models that we have adapted for Clean Insights and are working along with um, teams to implement. Absolutely. So that's so number, two. number two. We can actually make it more usable and less annoying for users um, by removing third-party data collection as an example. So that's really exciting. I would say number three to move us along is that we have a new docs site that we've been working on that's kind of in beta. And I don't know, John, if you could do a a present present mode and and do a screen share. I might be able to uh, put you front and center with some sort of screen share. I think that's possible. See if that works. But yeah, we're really excited about uh, cleaninsights.org. It needs more developer documentation, or we need a way to organize. Ah, here I am. Clean Insights needs more of an organized approach to our developer documentation because we have really exciting things coming with um, new partners. And I'm going to put John on the solo layout and then I'm going to add to the stream. There we go. Magic. There we go. So we have a new docs site that is kind of in beta, but already has great content. Do you want to yeah, share? It's, it's soft launched, but as a listener here, if you go to docs.cleaninsights.org, you'll find it. We haven't linked to it from the homepage yet. There's still some to-dos in there, uh, but there's also a lot of good stuff. So you can see here on the left, a little table of contents, some of it already there, some of it labeled with that aforementioned to-do. Um, but this has all kinds of things that you might need in order to go from the kind of person who says, 
gosh, that's the type of way I'd like to be running my project, my organization, my company. Uh, I'd like to be doing privacy preserving analytics all the way to you've done it and you're making sense of the data after it's come in. So some of that is asking questions like, well, privacy preserving how or what matters for us and how should we be thinking about it all the way through? Cool. Well, what libraries and languages can you work with? How do I actually hook that up? How do I set up a server to collect the data if I want to self-host it? Um, or are there other options? Hint, there are. We'll uh, help you get started and host your, your uh, analytics data for a little while if you'd like. Um, but self-hosting is very cool. And we've got a whole guide there that helps you use new, um, new automation built by Anna and Ian on our team to automatically provision your own servers to do that. So everything you can think of, it's going to be here. Um, and if you can't find something that you want, there's a contact button at the top right where you can hassle me and ask me to write something. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, I think, to be clear, you can also hassle the rest of the team. You can hassle the rest of us. But I won't volunteer them. Many places online through Guardian Project, through um, the contact page on insights.org, through the button on the doc site, um, LinkedIn. We're not, you know, social media is kind of weird these days. So try finding us on Matrix, um, email, Mastodon, maybe. We can do Slack now and then. Um, but yeah, we want to hear from you. And we actually are, are kicking off a uh, with this really great um, project from our partners at Internews, uh, a new round of supporting open source projects and trying to help them be more sustainable uh, through having measurement so they can tell funders and supporters how they're doing. But these are projects focused on privacy and security, human rights often. So it's difficult. So we're really part of this series is to help, we're gonna feature some of the projects here that we're working with so that we can just, again, be transparent and talk through the challenges they're having. So uh, excited for that. Every, every noon on Thursdays, as much as we can, we'll either be live or slightly pre-recorded with different guests. Um, we'll have fantastic interns on just to join us and say hello, but a little bit every week. Um, we'll have new content up on the doc site um, and we will be next year in February at FOSDEM and hopefully the week before in, in uh, Brussels, I think, again, where um, we'll be yeah, participating there on this topic around privacy preserving, preserving measurements. We're really excited about that. As we said at the opening, I'm going to do a new banner here just so that it's very clear. Let's see. Cleaninsights.org slash beans. Get them now. Okay, here we go. Boom. Get your beans. Um, we're st we still have some beans available. We fresh roast them on demand like every week as needed. Um, the exciting thing is we also um, will be doing insightful tea for your tea drinkers out there. Um, and excited to be able to share that. And it's a lot easier to do tea because it doesn't have to be quite so fresh all the time. So, yeah. I'm going to continue with our caffeinated drinks because we know that's important for many of us out in the world. Um, any last thoughts? Um, actually, so Alfred, if if I came to you and said, hey, instead of using, you know, Google or Facebook to track all your users on your website, you could use something that you control and that like protects the privacy while still telling you what you need to know. How would that make you feel? I make me feel great. <laughs> 
I think that's something everyone would like look forward to, like would want yeah. as a browser, like as a tool to use in their life. Yeah. Because you'll see as you get into professional work, right? Your your boss, your organization, they'll need to know. You need to know like how many users are here coming. Where are they getting stuck? How can we improve it? So like zero analytics is very difficult because especially in a commercial environment. Mm -hmm. um, so, and we have a lot of other features we can talk about. Um, and I'm, Alfred learning a lot this week, his first week. So he's gonna read through our um, impact reports and watch some of the videos and maybe you'll have some questions in future weeks. Ooh. He writes Python, so maybe I'll give him access to the Python uh, SDK. Cool, I have all kinds of bug reports for you. Awesome. <laughs> he is. He did his first GitLab bug, bug report as well, so we're on track. So. All right. Okay, well, I think 20 minutes, that's probably a good enough time, a good amount of time um, for our first one. Yeah. And yeah, I think we'll, we'll figure out, stay tuned for some great guests coming up as well. All right. That's right. So that was another episode, the first episode of What Are You, what are you drinking? drinking? I need to turn the music back on. Let's go. I need to get a refill even. What do you think? This is good. And recording.